I always see your point, Kathy answered. She touched him playfully on the arm and smiled, but was careful not to let her hand linger. Inside, she ached. Right. Ron smiled back sincerely. He had very much enjoyed the last few minutes with Kathy. It was, in many ways, just like it had always been. But down deep, Ron could feel a cold rush of anxiety. Barbara was not far away and nearly as bad as far as his own composure and peace of mind were concerned. He knew that questions about his physical condition were also not very far away. Wanted to put those questions off as long as possible. Ron hated talking about what the doctors called his heart condition. According to their fucking machines, with their endless readouts of jiggling lines and columns of numbers, his own body had deserted him in nearly every way that it could have, short of death. They said he had a diseased and weakened heart that might stop beating at any moment, or that it might possibly go on beating feebly for the next 20 or 30 years. As far as Ron was concerned, it was a topic to be strenuously avoided. Even though he had suffered a few mild attacks of palpitations, lightheadedness, and nausea over the last few years, it was the knowledge of his condition and not its actual manifestations that was the worst part. Ron didn't want to dwell on any of it, didn't want to face it, and he certainly didn't want to share any of it with Kathy, Barbara, or anyone else for that matter. As in that old George Romero horror movie, he had become one of the living dead. If you'll excuse me for a minute, I'm going to the washroom. Are you okay? Kathy asked as she let him pass by and into the aisle. Yes, damn it, Ron answered abruptly. Without waiting for her reply, he turned and stepped aft. Ron covered the few feet between his seat and the first-class lavatory quickly and was glad to see that the door annunciator showed that the lavatory was unoccupied. But before he went in, he pushed aside the curtain that separated the first-class cabin from the coach sections and peeked past the coach galley into the long middle cabin. The airplane was about half full, and the flight attendants in the back were just finishing the dinner service. Soon the coach-class movie would begin, with probably half the passengers watching the movie, the other half falling asleep. Ron glanced at his first watch. It was 1.10 a.m. Los Angeles time, yet he wasn't sleepy in the slightest. He dropped the curtain, turned toward the lavatory, then opened the door and stepped inside. God almighty! What he saw in the lavatory's wash basin caused him to back up, startled, against the bulkhead wall. A homemade bomb lay cradled in the stainless steel sink bowl. The sticks of explosives wired to a small central box wedged between them. The strips of wires held together by wrappings of black tape which fastened the assembly where it lay. Above the bomb, against the mirror, was a note. The note was composed of words and letters cut from magazines and pasted on a sheet of paper. While Ron ran his eyes over the note again and again, the bile rose up in his stomach and he could feel the rapid heartbeats as they filled his chest. This is a hijacking. Do not touch this radio-controlled bomb or it will explode. Several hijackers on board with three more bombs. More information in one hour.